Hey, Shadowheads, welcome back to another episode of The Dive In. I'm here, Anthony Ford, with the Lariat, here with my colleague, Isaac Singleton. Isaac, say what's up to the people. What up, what up? <laughs> All right, uh, today it's just me and Isaac on the show, um, on this edition, you know, it's kind of a Lakers dedication edition. Me and Isaac Singleton are both Lakers fans. I myself was brought to the Laker land because of LeBron James signing with the team a couple years back. Isaac, I believe, has been a Laker fan for as long as I can remember. Isaac, is that right? Yes. All right. And uh, we're just going to talk about the Lakers, you know, how we feel about uh, the two all-star, all-NBA players, Anthony Davis and the greatest player of all time, LeBron James, possibly returning to the court and being on the floor at the same time within this t- um, within this time next month. Um, Anthony Davis is expected to return, hopefully, maybe this weekend, but it could be pushed out to next week. Next weekend, you know, they're still trying to, Make sure he's 100% because that Achilles injury is not something you can play with. You know, uh, we've seen in the past with multiple players, it's that quote-unquote calf strain, I believe, that's what the injury they use. Um, and then it turns into something serious. So, uh, Isaac, how do you feel of our two stars potentially coming back and helping us finish the season strong? Um, I mean, it feels pretty good thinking about uh, those two guys being on the court. Um. And a, a lot of the a lot of the games that uh, the Lakers have lost in the past, you know, weeks, few weeks, you know, uh, they definitely would have made a big impact. <clears throat> um, I will say though, uh, against the Nets, I really liked what I saw in terms of defensively. Um, the Nets are, a, you know, high scoring team, and uh, even though they didn't have James Harden, uh, being able to um, oh, and also the exception of Kyrie Irving being ejected, um, being able to hold uh, that team as a whole under, you know, 120 points is probably what they average a game. Uh, you know, it, it was it was really good to uh, to see for a, a team without its two stars. But them returning uh, to the team is definitely going to be a um, – I guess kind of I, you can call it like a revenge tour, I guess, but because uh, I believe the Jazz are first right now in standings in the West. Yes, yeah. they're forty-one and fourteen. Um, uh, from what I've seen, I don't think anyone has really uh, slept on the Lakers that much. I think you know everyone uh, as a whole understands that these two guys being out impacts the the team, and it's amazing how they're actually the fifth seed for as long as Anthony Davis has been now and now LeBron. Um, and then also against the, you know, like I said, against the Nets, uh, we only had what one starter. There was one starter on the, uh, uh-huh. who was on the floor. And that was Dennis uh-huh. Schroeder. Yep. So, <clears throat> um, you know, these, these guys coming off the bench, you know, they're stepping up Kyle Kuzma. He's, he's here uh, performing here and there. Um, just needs to be a little more consistent. Taylor Horton, Tucker too, uh, and 
Yeah, but I, I mean, as a whole, I like what I see from these guys. But like you said, Ford, uh, as uh, if we're talking about these two guys returning, I think it's just them taking back their spot. Um, do I think that, <laughs> do I think they're going to be first in the in the West? I don't think it's possible, uh, realistically. But um, you know, maybe they can climb up in the ranks a little bit, maybe to fourth seed, uh, or you know, at best the third. They're not that far behind in uh in games one behind the Clippers, but uh seating doesn't really uh matter. I, I I don't think it would matter. Um for the Lakers, I just think if these two guys are on the court, if if LeBron and AD are on the court, they're prepared for anything, and it showed last year, and I think it's going to show this year again. Yeah. Uh, to knock on a few points you made here. Uh, first off, on the Nets win. I also am very, very proud of how our team handled that game. And people, some people try to knock us saying, like, oh, it was Kevin Durant was on a minutes restriction. And he played 24 minutes. Yeah, Kyrie Irving got ejected. But if you think of it like this, we're without Anthony Davis, we're without LeBron James. And with Kyrie getting ejected, our point guard got ejected as well. And Kyrie Irving had 18 points. Dennis Schroeder, our point guard, he had 19 through three quarters. So, um, you know, you can you, it'll swing both ways. I think even if Kyrie stays in the game, I don't think the Nets are going to win that one. It was a close game when Kyrie was in, but uh, we're known to be a second-half, fourth-quarter finishing team, and uh, we showed that against the Nets. Uh, actually, today, um, Lakers and the Celtics played, and we were down, I believe, 30 points in the third quarter. And I'm not going to lie, I turned the game off. You know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go go downstairs, relax, get back. Um, I wasn't really worried about the loss. And then I tuned into ESPN just to check what the final score was. And we lost by a total of eight points. Uh, we went on a, I believe, 22-2 to two run against the Celtics. And it was, it, it was their reserves, which is, you know, respectable. You can't really get mad at them for that. But if you think about it like this, that was our reserves too. You know, Taylor Horn Tucker, he's going to be coming off the bench. Kyle Kuzma is most likely going to be coming off the bench with LeBron playing the three, Anthony Davis at the four, and then we have Drummond at the five. Drummond, he's also out. He, had, he didn't play today, so uh, Marcus Gasol did a good job stepping up in his place. Um, just either way you look at it, I'm excited for what our team is going to do. I'm excited for this playoff push. And uh, I believe we're only like six, maybe seven games behind the first seed. So uh, if we go on a run, once LeBron and AD get back and, and, and um, you know, the teams on top of us, just, just slightly fall off just a bit, lose a couple games here and there. I think we're right in the thick of things. Um, but, yeah, when you look at it, you know, our spin five is probably going to be looking like this come playoff time. You're going to have Dennis Schroeder uh, at the one spot playing point guard. Um, the biggest question mark for me is going to be the shooting guard position. You know, you have Caldwell Pope. He hasn't been playing good. You have Wesley Matthews. He's having a horrible season statistically, you know. Uh, he's not what we thought he was going to be for us when we picked him up in the offseason while letting Danny Green go. Uh, he's a, supposed to be a spot-up shooter, and he hasn't been doing that. And that's kind of become a trend recently when shooters sign to play with LeBron James. You know, Danny Green last season, he 
disappointed big time in the playoffs and 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 you know it uh Wesley Matthews this season so hopefully that can get it's like the shooting guard position is cursed yeah i mean it comes with a lot of pressure of catching and shooting when you're playing with LeBron James it's uh it's not the easiest task cuz there's a lot of pressure on you you're being relied upon by one of the names on the planet so uh, you can't really knock him. You know, Danny Green is actually playing pretty good with the 76ers right now. He gave us a – he put a bad taste in our mouth. Last time we played them, I believe he hit like eight or nine threes against us, which was – Yeah, tough. he, he dropped like 20-something points. Yeah, it was tough to watch, but, you know, that's the way of the game. Uh, but uh, it doesn't really matter to me who's at the two. Uh, I believe KCP is going to pick it up come playoff time. Same thing with Wesley Matthews. They're really snipers who can who play that 3 and D ball that we need. Um, then you have at the three-point uh, small forward, we got LeBron James. And then at the four, Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond starting at center. So when you think about it, um, we have a starting five right now that is competing with the league and I believe four out of that five is going to be coming off the bench for us. You know, you got Taylor Horn Tucker, young stud. I believe he's only 20 years old coming off the bench. He's, he's super long. He can defend, he can drive, he can finish, he can shoot when needed. You got Alex Caruso coming off the bench. You have Kyle Kuzma, who's really become himself a, uh, a uh, defending, rebounding kind of Dennis Rodman build for us. Uh, he's hustling. He's making the hustle plays, grabbing the rebounds, giving us extra possessions. That's going to be very useful come playoff time. And then you got Marcus Gasol. I know he's been uh, he was uh, ha- unhappy with the Andre Drummond signing. You know he doesn't want to come off the bench. He wants to start, but he really underperformed. Um, and you can't blame him. You know, he's pretty old. He's pretty slow. And that's just not the the way, the way name of the game anymore unless your name is Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. You can't be a slow center. You can't be, you know, big, heavy, and expect to get a lot of playing time in the league, you know. Like the Rudy Gobert's in the league, uh, Miles Turner, even Andre Drummond, you know, they're kind of light on their feet and then and, and, – they have a lot of bounce. They can move around. They can defend. They can block shots. Marcus Sola, there's really not much he can do at this point in his career. But, you know, he had a good outing today. I believe he had, like, what, 16, 18 points. Um, I know in the third quarter when I was watching the Celtics game, he had 18 points today. So I'm not sure what he finished with, but that's that's those are pretty good numbers. Um, and I'm just – I'm just really, really, really stoked for what's coming for this team. And uh, playoff LeBron, he's going to be back. Playoff Anthony Davis, he's going to be back. And I think the Lakers are really going to be ready to run it back. But, Isaac, I want you to give me, uh, let's say, one through three, your biggest threats to the Lakers in the postseason. Um, In the postseason, I, I – well, at number three, I think at number three, I think it would be the Jazz. Um, the Jazz are definitely a, a very talented team, um, and I think to anybody, they you know they're a top three threat to uh, to, to anybody on uh, in the conference. But uh, 
but yeah, just because they're you know they're pure, um, they're pure they're pure skill on this team. There and it shows forty one and fourteen. They have excellent excellent record. Mm. I think that they'd come in at number three. Um, but it's nothing the Lakers can't handle. Mm. Uh, at number two, I would have to say I would have to say number two would would maybe be I don't know. Probably, probably the the Suns, because the Suns in um, they've been doing pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually climbed up a few spots in a, a sh- relatively short amount of time. Uh, you know, Chris Paul definitely helping out that team, mm-hmm. and uh, Dev- Devin Booker's a, a threat. Uh, you know, all around that dude's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, he can ball. Uh, yeah. I, Again, I don't think it's something the Lakers can't handle, uh, especially with their full starting lineup in the playoffs. It's definitely a familiar scenery, uh, but I, I think they'd be the number two threat. I, I was going to say the Nuggets, but uh, Nikola Jokic, you know, yeah. Nikola Jokic <laughs> is definitely a big threat. Um, Jamal Murray would would be the uh, – the second one, but I'm not sure if he um it, he he just recently got hurt, yeah, he right? Yeah, he's done. He's done. Yeah, so he's out for the he's out for the season, right? Yeah. yeah. So I I that's I didn't I don't think the Nuggets are that much of a threat anymore. But um at number one it's the Clippers. Uh, you know the Clippers and the Lakers go back and forth. I think it's a good game every time they play. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the Clippers I've had. Uh, the last laugh so far, just because you know the Lakers are injured right now and the Clippers are at their full strength. They're on a good winning streak. You know they they're getting that momentum. Um, but I I think in the playoffs, you know Paul George, Paul Paul George is great. He's been doing great. You know thirty twenty five plus points. You know thirty point games, uh-huh. shooting above forty five percent. But uh. I mean, he still has to prove that he's a a reliable playoff. Playoff Yeah, and I think last season, you know, developed he developed a really bad name for himself uh, because he's you know just because of his performance hitting the side of the backboard, um, and you know just shooting terrible and blowing the lead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Clippers, when they play the Lakers, I just think it's it's a rivalry in a sense that like it's just a whole different mindset in um in the game like the energy is just, just different like you're not going to get the same energy if the lakers play the jazz or the lakers play the suns when the, when it's the lakers versus the clippers i think it's just a whole it's it's just they're also playing for pride it's not just for oh, yeah. position it's also for pride um and you know i think it'd be a good series but i mean you can call me a fan but i think the lakers got it yeah. In in six, yeah. yeah, you know, but yeah, those are my top three. Um, I'm gonna agree with you 100 percent on that top three. At three, I have the the. Uh, actually, I might flip flop three and two, um, but you're you're spot on. You know, it's the Suns and and the um, Suns and the Utah Jazz. Both teams are shooting exceptionally well. They're sitting. I believe the Suns just set a franchise record in three point shots made, and then the uh, the Utah Jazz in the three point uh, 
record for for threes mm-hmm. made in the half. They made, I believe, like 18 in the first half. That is unreal. That's just – they're shooting lights out. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, um, they're terrors when you have to match up against them. But like you said, mm-hmm. I, I believe that our backcourt, our defending backcourt and our game plan defensively is just to antagonize and antagonize and antagonize the guards. Uh, last year in the playoffs, we we were told by a lot of fans across the league, a lot of even commentators and sports analysts, they were saying, oh, the Lakers are going to lose to the Blazers. They don't have anything to stop Damian Lillard or C.J. McCollum. We won in five against the um, Rockets. Oh, the Lakers don't have anything for Russell Westbrook or James Harden. We won in five. And they're going against the Nuggets. You know, it was Jamal Murray. He was going crazy. They just beat the Clippers. We beat them in five games. Um, So... Our defensive game plan is just – I really have high praise for Coach Vogel. Um, he's a defensive-minded coach, and it shows, you know, the Lakers still have the number one defensive rating in, in, in the league without LeBron, without AD, two notable defenders. You know, LeBron's not known for his defense, but he's been playing good D for the last year or two years. You know, I believe if he didn't get hurt, he would be on the all-defensive team. Not, he's not going to be, you know, the defensive player of the year, but he he should have been on the all-defensive team. Granted that he played this whole year without injury. Um, but you know, these teams that heavily rely on their guards are going to have a hard time playing against our team because their guards are going to be stuffed. They're going to get frustrated. And we have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, hopefully Wesley Matthews and Gentavious Caldwell Pope just pouring down the score, shoving it down their throats, you know, just not letting their foots off the gas. And then you get to that point where we're up, 3-1 3-1 and LeBron James in closeout games, you know, he's your guy. Uh, so I'm not worried about the Suns. I'm not worried about the Jazz. Um, my biggest concern headed to the finals is going to be the Los Angeles Clippers. And that concern has grown mildly within the last month or so with their acquisition of Rajon Rondo, former Lakers point guard, former third best player on the Lakers when we were in the finals, you know, playoff Rondo was key component to us winning the NBA championship last year. Not saying we would have lost without him, but he was a big piece in that championship core. Uh, he is now a Clipper. He got traded there from the Hawks and, and um, you know, that's all the Clippers needed last year. They needed that point guard who was going to um, make sure everybody's where they need to be. Make sure people are getting the shots they need to shoot. Make sure the defense is a one on point and lead their team to victory. Us last year, not saying that they're going to beat us, but they hold higher rankings in my head now that they have Rondo. You have Rondo who's going to be dishing it out to Kawhi, dishing it out to Paul George. You're not going to need Kawhi Leonard and Paul George primarily handling the ball anymore, which I believe is going to hurt us more than it would without Rondo. 
Um, I still think we're going to win in either six or seven games. I really hope for all Clippers fans and all Lakers haters that it does not go to seven games because um, this guy named LeBron James has some of the best game seven performances in NBA history. You know, in the finals, biggest stage of the game, he was down 3-1, brought him down, brought him up to three games apiece. You know, it's tied 3-3, game seven. LeBron James drops, I believe, 30-point triple-double, somewhere around 30 points. But, yeah, triple-double, we won him. Um, He's undefeated in game sevens. He really turns it up. He really ups the intensity. And I have strong faith in our team in the playoffs. And then in the finals, um, not, if we make it to the finals, I think we're clear-cut favorites. I don't care who we play. We can play the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to beat the Brooklyn Nets because their defense is just atrocious. They just lost LaMarcus Aldridge. So they don't have a lot of bigs on the floor anymore. And, and, and – we're just going to tear them up defensively. We're going to be able to game plan. We're going to dissect their offense because that's what Frank Vogel does. And if we play the Milwaukee Bucks, we have the personnel to build that wall and to shut Giannis down. And it's not going to be that hard to break down Chris Middleton, to break down, break down Brooke Lopez, whoever else is in their starting five. I'm not worried about the Nets. Uh, I'm not worried about the Bucks. But one dream ideal finals matchup that I believe would be one for the ages would definitely be Lakers versus 76ers. Just because um, matchup-wise, that team gives us the biggest threat. Um, If we're talking just team-to-team basis, you know, everyone wants to see Lakers versus Nets. Uh, but for me, I want us to go against the 76ers as much as I would love to, to shut the Nets down and just quiet Brooklyn's mouths. I don't think they're going to make it out of the East. So we're not going to have a chance to do that. And then that's going to be held against us somehow at some point next season. But my ideal matchup <laughs> would be going against the 76ers. Uh, you have Joel Embiid, you have Ben Simmons, you have Danny Green, you have Tobias Harris, you have, uh, I believe his name is like Marcus. Pybul, um, he's going to be coming off the bench. You have Seth Curry, not Steph Curry, Seth Curry, his little brother, um, who has been one of the best three-point shooters in the league this season, as well as his brother. And, uh, you know, that one, I believe, would go to seven games. If we played against the Nets, that will, we would win that one in like five or six. But I want to watch a seven-game series, physicality, defense on both ends of the floor, offense on both ends of the floor, Anthony Davis going up against Joel Embiid, or even Andre Drummond going against Joel Embiid. You know, they have some history. Uh, Then you have Ben Simmons against LeBron James. You know, he's the closest thing prototype-wise, build-wise, to LeBron, you know, people are saying Zion, but I think Ben Simmons, if he can get a shot, if he can get a better handle, you know, he has the build, he has the defensive capabilities, he can drive, he can finish. He could be the next quote-unquote LeBron. We're not going to see another one ever, but he's the closest thing we got in my eyes. But my ideal finals matchup would definitely be Lakers 
versus Sixers. I have the Lakers winning in seven games in one of the best NBA Finals performances we would see in a very long time. Isaac, give me your Finals ideal matchup, and we'll wrap this thing up. Um, I mean, I agree with you uh, on the 76ers, you know, playing the, the Lakers. I think uh, in terms of matchup on the floor and how the Sixers have been playing, if you took how the Sixers are playing right now and you took, you know, the Lakers when they're fully healthy and how they, you know, how they usually play, they uh, – and you put them in a, in a seven – or in a best out of seven uh-huh. series, right? You uh, – you know, it's, you're probably it's probably gonna go to seven or probably gonna go to six at least. Uh, this this game is not just about, or you know, we, we can see how this game is not uh, just about you know uh, individual superstars, you know, dominating in the finals. It be it really, really, really becomes a team game in the pre or not in the preseason, the the regular season. You know. Uh, we have we have teams like the Milwaukee Bucks or the the Atlanta Hawks who are third and fourth seed in in their conference, and it's just because you know Milwaukee has Giannis dominating mm-hmm. right now. The Hawks have Trey Young, you know, who, who's dominating offensively, and um, uh, it was the same thing last year with Houston and uh, uh, when they had James Harden, they would always make the playoffs every year, right? They would consistently, somewhat consistently, make the playoffs with yeah. James Harden, but would they ever get past the the um, the first or second no. round, depending on who they play? No. Not really, because it becomes more than than a than just a superstar game. It becomes a a full on team game. That's that you know you're duking it out and you're playing in this series, and you you know you guys aren't spending time away from each other. You guys are always coming back. And um, after every game, you're in the film, uh, you're, you know, you're in the film room, you're analyzing all these little details uh, of this team and boom, you're getting your automatically your game, uh, your game plan changes, you know, but um, in terms of ratings, the Nets, it it would be the Nets and the Lakers, but um, I mean, the, the Nets are offensive juggernaut, but I just don't think they have. I don't think they have the maturity to uh, to make it through the East. That, in my opinion, um, you know, we, you know, you know, people clown Kyrie all the time. Uh, he takes like PTO days, uh, and they, they're missing them. And then Kevin Durant was also in and out with his, um, with his, uh, it was his Achilles uh, was again, right? or his hamstring, ah, or his hamstring. <clears throat> so, you know, with his hamstring, and then. Uh, James Harden, you know, he's out with, I think his is a calf, right? That's like a, a, oh, okay, it's a hamstring. Wow, a lot of (laughs) hamstring injuries in the league. But, um, but they're an offensive juggernaut just because they have a loaded, um, roster with superstars. But like you said, for the, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, I think he had a regular heartbeat. Um, and he's gone, uh, you know, props to him, you know, it takes a lot to step down and, uh, you know, be, be responsible yeah, for yourself. But, yeah. You know, putting your health first, it, it's, it's a lot of pride and a lot of, um, work to, uh, you know, to make that type of uh, tough decision. But <clears throat> anyways, 
you know, they, they, you know, they lost a big part of their game. Uh, I just don't think, I think their defense, their, their lack of defense is going to uh, catch up to them, especially with LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't think he's, a, I, I didn't think he was a, a good defending yeah. big in the first place. Um, but now he's gone and, you know, Jared Allen, I'm pretty sure they wish uh-huh. they had him right now. Uh, but, <coughs> excuse me, but, uh, he's probably their best their best defense defensive player on that team at the time. But um, yeah, you get the Sixers and the Lakers. And I, I agree with you Ford. that's probably the best, the best, you know, player to player matchup. The one thing I will say though, this, we saw the same thing with the Sixers. I mean, I don't think they, they weren't, obviously they weren't ranked number one right now in the, in the conference last year. But um, I will say this, when they got into the playoffs, Tobias Harris and uh, um, Al who else Horford was on that man. team? Uh, uh, yeah, Al Horford, right? Uh, they just didn't perform. It's like they just yeah. didn't show up. And uh, Ben Simmons was hurt, granted, but I Ben Simmons hasn't been performing well yeah. either recently. Um, so I mean, if it's just if it's a repeat of last year and he's getting to there, and it's it's a Joel Embiid one versus five where he has to clutch up, uh, where everyone else might as well be on the bench and just be, yeah, uh, they got, be Joel Embiid versus right? the yeah the, uh, by the Celtics actually. Um, the Celtics beat them pretty bad, and Joel Embiid was dropping thirty points a game, you know, thir- thirty five point uh, double doubles, and it was it wasn't enough they didn't win a game and it you know i unless that happens and it's very possible cuz they their players have yet to prove that they can do well besides Joel Embiid that that they can do well in the in the playoffs um but like i said if you took if you take how the sixers are playing right now and you take a full uh healthy lakers roster that's that's yep. the game to watch that's the probably the battle of the decade yeah. Um, and it's going to be really, really interesting to see. Definitely, definitely. But uh, thank you, Isaac, for tagging along, talking Laker with me. We'll definitely have another, just me and you, maybe during the playoffs, maybe after the cap, maybe during the finals, give some predictions, whatever it may be. I enjoy your company. Hopefully during the finals. Hopefully. Yep, yep. But I enjoy your company as always, Isaac. I want to thank you. Thank you. Listening to dive in. I would also love to thank my wonderful journalism teacher, Miss Smith. Um, she's just the the greatest teacher I could have. She she puts up with with me and and my colleagues. You know, she lets us have this podcast. She lets us put things out. You know, I just want to give a big thank you to her. Uh, she's been very supportive throughout the whole entire year. And um, I wouldn't want any other teacher teaching me this subject. And I wish she could just teach me every subject. But uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace.